Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Keywords 11 to 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket. Corey already driving in for the big Penn State wrestling dual meet tonight with Michigan in the Jordan Center. We'll talk about that in a moment. Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. Stock up for the Super Bowl. Great specials. Bud and Bud Light, 30 packs, just $18.88. Reds, Wicked, Sour Apple, and Watermelon, 12 packs, $7.97. Labatt and Labatt Light, 16 ounce, 24 packs, $19.95. Pacifico, 12 pack cans, $4.95. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast those peanuts fresh and hot every day. The bags are right there at the register when you exit. And the pickle bar led by the barrels of the dills. Top shelf always, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. All right. Play-by-play call today. The Sixers going to Oakland last night and beat Golden State. Eight to shoot. Butler going one-on-one. Butler dribbling against Draymond Green. Four to shoot. Jimmy to J.J. Redick driving right side. Three ball in the air. Up and good. The Sixers. J.J. Redick knocks down a three. 22 seconds to go. A nine-point Philadelphia lead. Tom McGinnis with the call with the Sixers radio network. And you know what? In that stretch run with about two minutes to go, Steph Curry. You know, see, this would been so impressed about Stephen Curry. Steph Curry is the best three-point shooter I've ever seen. But he's also, in my opinion, the best in the NBA at layups. You watch him around the basket. Body control, angles, terrific. Two minutes ago, he's got a he's got the perfect layup and a breakaway. And Mike Muscala Bucknell from behind, clean block. Great play by Mike. All right. Yeah, I watched that site. That was... After the game I did last night, I watched the Sixers game with Golden State last night. All right. Let's talk wrestling. It'll be a sellout tonight in the Jordan Center when Penn State takes on number five and undefeated Michigan. Jeff Byers, the voice of Penn State Wrestling, joins us. Hello, Jeff. Great to have you with us. Well, nice to be with you. And uh, definitely looking forward to what should be a pretty special night for Penn State here at the Bryce Jordan Center. Uh, obviously, there'll be one. Uh, what Bravo won't go? Obviously, that's that's. You know, I don't know that that's a hundred percent certain, but my my guess is that yes, correct. He he'll be held out. I think everybody else, uh, unless something happens in the uh, the warm ups here this afternoon, I think everybody else should be good to go. And um, you know, I'd say there's an outside chance that Robert would go tonight, but I, I'm certainly not expecting it. Well, excuse. I told Jack Ham this morning, and when he asked, I told him he wasn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you Because yeah. Jack was going. Jack was going to go tonight. As a matter of fact, is that uh, right? Yeah, and well, Joanne's brother's birthday's today, so they, they, had, they had to go to that. <laughs> to yeah, that, that the old birthday <laughs> celebration. Get away again for the for I the br- for the brother-in-law. 
<laughs> okay, for the brother, somebody has to drive. He's driving, so he yeah, actually he actually, he actually was going to go tonight. Uh, all right, uh, let's get to. Uh, I want to talk about Schnup. What what did that do? Not just for him, but for everybody that he broke through and won. Yeah, I I think it just gives everybody uh, a little bit of uh, an extra good feeling going into to this week. It's just. Uh, when you see a kid just plugging away, and uh, you know Devin will be the first to tell you he does not have the natural talent that uh, some of his teammates have. But uh, boy, he is a kid that does uh, absolutely everything the coaches ask of him. Uh, continues to uh, get better and better at his craft, and uh, yeah, to get a, a breakthrough win like that and, and get a victory uh, in a conference duel. Uh, on the road like that uh, can do nothing but help, uh, and and yeah, I think the the entire team just felt good for him uh, to get that uh, that big big ten dual need victory. Uh, as you watch this team, give me a guy or two where you can t- look. There's certain guys that have themselves at the highest level. Everybody knows who they are. Give me a guy or two that you're looking at, saying, you know what, that's a better wrestler than I saw in December. Yeah, I think uh, certainly Brady Berge is a guy that just, uh, and he kind of thought that's what would happen, that is, he just got some experience uh, in matches uh, against other top kids. I mean, he's, he's another guy that just uh, really does work his tail off, very coachable, uh, listens to what the coaches are telling him, and, and makes the adjustments from one match to another. And, uh, you know, I really thought he was a guy that would progress as the season went along, and we've certainly seen that. Uh, you know, obviously Anthony Casari just think uh, continues yeah. to grow in confidence. I don't know that he was lacking confidence to begin with, but uh, I mean, he really is feeling comfortable right now with uh, what it is he needs to do uh, to be on top of the podium here in March and uh, realizes it's a process. And you know, I think Nick Lee is another one that uh, you, you look at as a guy that just is yeah. uh, continuing to work and, and figure things out here as we go along. All right. Uh, on the flip side, give me a couple of matches that you're looking at as bellwether matches tonight. Yeah, I think I think 141 and 149 are going to be real key. I, I you know I think it's certainly uh, conceivable that Michigan uh, could be pitching a shutout for those first four uh, bouts. I, I think Penn State is expecting to go two and two. I, I think the Nittany Lions still pretty good about uh, Nick Lee's chances, even though he'll be facing the uh, the fifth ranked kid in the country here for Michigan uh, in uh, Condon Store. And, uh, you know, Bergie, I, I guess, would be favored on paper over Malik Amin. It's just that, uh, you know, Amin is a fifth-year senior here going against a red-shirt freshman, and I think Michigan is kind of hoping that experience maybe will pay some dividends there at, the, at that way. But, you know, I think if Penn State can come out uh, even or ahead after those first four weight classes, uh, pretty hard to see how the Nittany Lions would come up on the uh, the short end, but the the three matches that I think are kind of the the most intriguing and uh, you know the ones that uh, will probably tell you how the dual meet is going to go is 141-149 and then heavyweight. Uh, obviously, should be a terrific matchup between Kassar and Paris. Tonight is great for the sport. There's no getting around it. It's going to be a full house, excited, sophisticated crowd, gets the sport, gets the big moments, gets the trouble moments, and so forth. Uh, it's going to be televised, so people will get to see all of this and more and how dramatic it is. In the sport overall, there have been a couple of... I don't want anybody who's wrestling that's hurt, for obvious reasons, and I absolutely don't want anybody taking a mat that's injured. But there have been a couple of guys that are that are 
highly ranked in this country in the last week or so, 10 days or so, that have been held out of lineups by coaches with the idea they're thinking about thinking about March. What is that doing to the sport that that does need eyeballs on it? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, it's not helping, uh, Steve. And I, and I understand, you know, when you talk to coaches, uh, they'll, they'll tell you, listen, we're, we need to do what's best uh, for our kids and, uh, you know, with an eye toward the postseason. And I get that to an extent, but, you know, I, I do think more coaches need to kind of think big picture here uh, and understand that the uh, the danger that the sport is in. It is actually going through um, a bit of a growth spurt after years of uh, seeing programs decline uh, you know, they've held steady here for the last uh, couple of years and actually will increase. Uh, Fresno, right State. Now there's, Fresno State, yeah, I think, is going to add, right? Well, Fresno State did add. Uh, now, they lost Boise State, so that was kind of a wash. Okay. They're holding steady. But next year, they, so there's 76 Division One programs right now. Next year, they'll actually go to 79. Uh, Arkansas Little Rock is uh, is in the transition period, but will be a, a full-fledged Division One program next year. Long Island University will be, and Presbyterian College is adding uh, Division One wrestling starting next year. So, uh, you know, it's it's significant uh, right now for wrestling. I mean, it doesn't sound like much, uh, three programs one way or another, uh, but after years of seeing, you know, a steady decline, of course, a massive decline in the early 90s, and then uh, you know, just kind of here and there, you were losing a school and losing another school, and uh, now to see it uh, grow, I, there was uh, an interesting column, uh, I forget if it was last week or the week before, uh, talking about how the, the sport really, uh, college wrestling should target trying to get to 100 Division One programs uh, within the next five years, and I think if they, they went about it right, and I don't know that they will, I, I think that is actually achievable right now in the, in the current climate. But it, you have to be very strategic about it, and you have to be very uh, intelligent about the, the way you go about it and, and have uh, a financial plan in place that you can go with to some of these college administrators to, uh, as to why the sport could be financially uh, viable for their athletic department. See, the, the problem I see, and that's why I think that right now the fight is to maintain, because I think growth is, in my opinion, growth's a problem. And here's the reason why. I know three are going to add it, but if I add the program and you've got the right financial plan, you have to have the right financial plan for the Title IX program you're adding. I mean, no question. See, well, that's, that's where the to me where the problem. And you know, yeah, I mean, I, I, to use the word problem is not the right, but that's where an issue comes in for, for the great sport of wrestling. Is that okay? I've done that. Now I've got to add something else that's not going to add to my books financially. Correct. And and that that there's no question that is the uh, the battle right now. I do think when you look at some of the the programs that that are out there uh, and. You know, not to get too far into the weeds on this, but that, that, that you're right. It has to be a presentation of, listen, this is why wrestling can work. And right. yes, we we you add uh, another women's sport uh, with it. There's no question. But um, you know, and I think that's part of the the mission right now is is you're looking around uh, to me, Steve, and, and and in particular, I think. You know they'd be wise to kind of target some of the ACC schools initially because right. you need uh, a pow- you need a Power Five school to then say yes because what did Penn State do for ice hockey? Hey, eh? 
Correct. Whoa, holy cow. Penn State added ice hockey. Wow. Correct. Okay. Yep. Now, see, the problem and, is the, outside the Big Ten, there are 51 yep. other Power 5 schools. Only 14 of the 51 have wrestling. Correct. Yep, and, and there's, a, there's a couple of things. And, again, there's, uh, there are some strategies that, uh, that I think can be employed, and, and you're, you're right. Part of that is that you have to go with the uh, presentation of, hey, we want you to add wrestling and this right. women's sport, uh, and this is why it's not going to be uh, devastating uh, to, your, uh, to the finances of your overall athletic department. Right. And, listen, part of the equation here is, uh, and that's why, you know, if – if I were in charge of the uh, the marketing campaign right now and, and the uh, strategic growth uh, part of it, uh, I'm targeting the ACC schools uh, in particular because you're seeing with the uh, and you know maybe the SEC schools would be uh, close second in terms of the target. Uh, a couple of things we're seeing growth, uh, which is actually kind of mind-boggling to me that uh, we're seeing growth at the high school level in these southern uh, states okay. in particular. We're seeing it across the country very, very slightly, uh, but we're seeing it in the southern states uh, a little bit more markedly. Uh, and and I'm talking about over the last 10 years now. Right, uh, sure. The, the statistics show that there is more uh, high school wrestling participation, which, again, given the lack of opportunity that there is at the Division One level in particular, is uh, is really remarkable but i think because of the tv contracts and the money that is now there and i get it those schools right now are concentrating that money on fewer sports we've talked about that uh, before with the comparison of big ten sec acc schools in terms of okay big ten you're trying to support you know 28 to 34 programs uh, sec in many of those cases you're supporting 14 to 16 programs so trying to get them to add uh, without looking at it as detracting from the other sports uh, is a battle. There, there's no question. But I think when you look at the TV revenue that is now being brought in and the uh, increase in TV revenue that is being brought in from uh, both football and basketball, uh, that now is the time if, if you are going to grow right. uh, the sport of wrestling and, and really any of the sports that aren't uh, currently varsity sports within those uh, conferences. I, I think now is the time. And there's some history, uh, you know, at schools like Notre Dame, Syracuse, sure. uh, Clemson had a, a terrific uh, wrestling tradition. So I think if, if you're smart about the way you go about it and you, you have a, a plan that shows, uh, listen, uh, wrestling and, and whatever women's sport you add, it, it's not going to be a revenue maker for right. you, and you understand that going in. Yes. What what I think you need to do is, is get some financial uh, backers that uh, can show you, listen, uh, we will provide five, or whatever the number may be, ideally 9.9, but we'll, we'll provide... Endow the uh, sport. Correct. Some endowment opportunities here. Uh, if you can add this women's sport, wrestling, uh, and because of the way wrestling is set up, uh, you know, I, I think there is an opportunity there for some programs to add and be competitive is probably not the right word in terms of they're not going to be, you know, matching up with Penn State dual meet-wise. But I, I don't think it would take very long for, like, a Clemson to get uh, an All-American or two and all of a sudden 
you but, say, hey, this is why this is why we added wrestling. We but, know that we can. But Kale uh, Sanders, but Kale Sanderson would take his team to South Carolina to wrestle Clemson in Little John because he knew it would be great for the sport and growing it down there. You would get them in your building because Kale Kale understands. Yeah, and that's one of the things, Steve. I, I wish the the sport, I, you know, wrestling gets a, the the wrestling community gets a little bit of a complex trying to compare itself to basketball or football, and that's just ridiculous. That's not uh, that in my mind. That's not uh, where you need to be making the comparison. Those sports are are and will remain uh, ahead of you in terms of the the national following. What I think you, you what I think wrestling needs to do, actually, what I would. Wrestling seems to be caught up at the moment, uh, at least some factors uh, in the power structure of wrestling seem to be caught up in, hey, uh, you know, America is uh, about team sports, look at football and basketball, let's try to emulate that with the national championships. Wrestling's national championships are doing fine. It, it is a TV revenue generator. They sell out the arenas no matter the way, where they go, et cetera, et cetera. And, ne- and next, next year will be a crowd beyond crowds going inside no the Dome question. in Minnesota. So. Yeah, and I'm really curious to see the setup there and what the reaction of fans and if, uh, is. And if you, I hope be, you can see it. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's going to be part of the, you know, is it a potential to grow the sport uh, because more fans will be able to see it? Or, yes, is that going to be too? Uh, and, you know, I don't know the answer to that. I, it, we're just going to have to try. I, I like the fact that they're trying it, and we'll see, yes. uh, see what the reaction is. But I think you need to take more risks like that. Uh, next year to, to kind of see what the uh, growth potential is in many different ways. But I think I think where wrestling should follow basketball suit is more on the early end of the schedule where the basketball programs uh, will go to those big early season uh, tournaments right. and you get you know a bunch of the high-ranked teams. If, if I'm wrestling, what I would love to see them do is go to an Orlando or go to an Austin, Texas, or go to an Atlanta, Georgia, one of the southern uh, states invite some ads in from uh, a Notre Dame or a Florida State or a Clemson or what have you. Uh, you know, I don't. If, if you want to tie it in with an MMA event to make it more of a, a crowd uh, pleaser, fine. But bring in you know eight of the top twenty teams in the country for an early season tournament. Allow fans, uh, you know, hey, promote it uh, well ahead of time. This is a chance to go to a warmer uh, weather area, Atlanta, Orlando, Austin, Texas, so whatever, something like that. Uh, but use that as kind of a vehicle, promote the, the high school kids. Man, you're going to have a chance to come see the Penn States, the Oklahoma States, the Iowas of the world uh, here in the early portion of the season and let some of the college athletic directors or administrators see what some of the possibilities are here in terms of the high school interest translating to opportunities for these kids at the uh, the collegiate level. So. Um, you know, your point about maintaining, yes, I, I think obviously maintaining is uh, critical right now uh, for the sport. But I, I really do think there is a, a growth potential here. Uh, but it has to be done very strategically. And uh, and I think there, I think having schools like Penn State that are going out and trying to score as many points and are right. trying to be entertaining. It's not just Absolutely. about winning. It's hey, we get that in it's order style. to get. 
somebody that, yeah, somebody that is not a wrestling fan to take any note, that, man, I, you know, a bone nickel moment like you had last year with Miles Martin. <laughs> yeah, that's going to get you know the casual sports. Sure and, hey, man, that was that was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, yes. Well, that's that's what you need. You yeah. need more of those wow moments Absolutely. that are actually going to get you know Roman Bravo Young. Uh, we don't want to risk any more injuries, <laughs> but he gets on Sports Center with that. Move. Sure, well, that, does. I mean, that's what you need. It needs yeah. to be entertaining, athletic, and uh, and you know that's that's part of the equation here too in terms of. Uh, trying to to maintain or, you know, hopefully from uh, those of us in the uh, wrestling community, hopefully grow the sport. I know I have to let you go, but it's funny you're talking about inviting people in. I was going to say they should have invited people. This is before you said that. They should have invited those athletic directors in tonight because tonight will show them what it can mean to have. That is going to be electric and awesome in there tonight. And this, I mean, that's what they need to see. This is what you can be. So yeah, and and you know, and and again, it's it's not just about uh, having top wrestlers and, and top teams, but Michigan uh, is uh, very much trying to follow the suit with Penn State. You're going to see guys that uh, you know th- these are not going to be three one matches tonight. Now watch, we'll end up with ten <laughs> matches that are three one. But uh, you know, my expectation: Michigan has been a very aggressive team and entertaining. Uh, yeah. style of wrestling all season and I think you're going to see a lot of points yeah. tonight a lot of takedown opportunities and again in terms of trying to, to grow the sport and get a casual fan is yeah. flipping through to, to stay with it for a little while that's what you need they're not going to stick around if it's uh, you know a couple of guys pulling taffy for seven minutes it's just yeah. not you're not going to grow the sport I don't care how good uh, the wrestlers are that's yeah. that's not going to do anything to get the casual yeah. sports fans to say yeah you know what I'm going to give this a, another shot and it, try to follow mm. college wrestling a little more. Yeah, I watched their dual meet on TV the other night. I was impressed by how entertaining Michigan happened to be. Because I already know how Penn State is. Jeff, I gotta let you go. I really appreciate it. It's gonna be awesome tonight, and you just soak it in, enjoy it, and do the great job you always do. No, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Appreciate it. Jeff Byers, play-by-play voice, Penn State Wrestling. Uh, we delved into a lot of important topics there. Not just breaking down the meat, but we looked a little bit at the big picture of where the sport is, where it could go, where it might not go. We'll come back, have some fun with Prop Bet's final half hour. News Radio 1070 WKOK brought to you by Sunbury Motors. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at Sunbury Motors. Motors.com, selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket. All right, your Super Bowl specials now through Tuesday. Bud and Bud Light 30 packs. 1888 Reds Wicked Sour Apple and Watermelon 12 packs 797 Labatt and Labatt Light 16 ounce 24 packs 1995 Pacifico 12 pack cans 495 Imports Domestics Microbrews best selection of air anywhere wine coolers water soft drink snacks they roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day and the pickle bar Led by the barrels and the dills indeed second to none all at Brewers Outlet Reagan Street in Sunbury and we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, Sean, it's prop bet time. Yes, we're going to bring in our Steve Jones Show college football two-time bowl prediction champion. Keep counting. You're, you're, what? You're not two-time. What? Oh, how, how Five. many? Five. Huh? Five. Okay. I could have sworn it was two. Five. Okay. Well, there's only room for three on this show. I'm taking off. <laughs> <laughs> and the most interesting man in New England, a.k.a. the king and Steve's beloved brother, Kevin Jones. What up? How's it going? Steve, we got one more game to catch Sean. Don't think it's going to happen, though. Sean, amazing season. Uh, no one will ever match your record this yeah, year. Yeah, well, thanks to the Patriots the last couple of weeks, I'm one. I could be one game away from eighty on the year, but I'm seventy-seven and thirty-two. Wow, that's a big number. Steve is sixty-five and forty-four. King sixty-three and forty-six. See, those aren't even <laughs> bad numbers. And King at one yeah, point was at seventeen and seventeen, so it was a great comeback by the King. Wow, I just didn't feel well at the beginning of the year. <laughs> Back. Too many epiphanies. It's funny. I didn't feel well watching the Steelers at the end of the year. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I heard Heinz Ward on the radio this week. Oh, boy. Did he nail. He just. He went up and down on the Pittsburgh Steelers. On Roethlisberger, all of them. Yeah, I was he, a little surprised about that. But, yeah, he yeah. was. He was. He was very disgusted with the whole thing. Well. I was surprised I he was so poignant about it. He was just, I mean, Roethlisberger, he said he showed no leadership at all, you know, it, um, throwing his teammates under the bus. And um, what's his name, A.B.? He said, come on, man, to paying you a lot of money, talk to the owner when he calls you, you know. He pays you a lot of money. It, it was He was very honest about it, so I don't know. Team won't be driving up seventy nine to Seven Springs to Heinz's restaurant anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> it burned out. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I I will. He and he and I played hoops together one time at a charity event. We're on the same team. Yeah. 
Awesome, awesome guy. Yeah, awesome guy. Yeah. He is. Absolutely. He dancing with the stars. Right. We had fun, a lot of fun. <laughs> right now, he's not big on the suit. But, I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know me from Adam, but I'm more than happy to introduce myself. I, I believe at, at one point he did say to me, what's that guy, Adam's suit? And I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was pretty fascinating. He didn't, he didn't hold back. He let him have it. And well, he's he not wrong. coach have it, too. No. He said that's he's this is what he's he picked the Patriots to win and that's when he started getting into Pittsburgh and he said that stuff would never happen in New England. Never. And so that's when he was blaming the head coach that there's no control of the team now. So whatever. That's not why we're here. Let's do props. I'm up. Okay. So currently (laughs) we got an over under of fifty six and a half. And uh, Patriots favored by two and a half for the big game. So we'll pick that later. All right. Yeah, those aren't the interesting ones. All right. Well, I found some fun ones here. All right. All right. Now, these are according to William Hill. Uh, More points that will be scored in either the first half or the second half plus overtime. I'd take the second half. What's what's the uh, right now? It's the second half has yeah, the advantage. Yeah, I would take the second half on that one. I I, I just think there's there's going to be a lot of feeling out in the first quarter. You you might not see a huge number in the beginning. I say second half for sure. Okay. I think that everyone's going to open it up in the second half. There'll be a lot of nerves in the first half. Second half. Second half. Yeah. Second half next. <laughs> the team to score first in the game. Uh, Rams on a field goal. I've got the Patriots. I say Patriots. No, I, I say I whoever gets the ball first will score. The I Patriots would the, 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 the Patriots the Patriots would like to have the ball to start the second half. That's why I picked the Rams to go first. The Patriots like to score at the end of the first if they can control the situation, then get the ball to start the second. That way they get a two for none. That's why I lean toward the Rams getting the ball first, scoring first. Yeah, get the coin flip and defer to the Rams. Did the Patriots give the ball up to San Diego? No. Uh, trying to think with the Charger game, I don't know, but in the Kansas City game, Andy Reid said, "Here, yeah." But the Patriots, <laughs> the it. Patriots took the ball against San Diego, which is very unusual. You're right. I'm just saying, you never know with Belichick. He wanted the ball against San Diego. Well, well um, and Andy Reid didn't. I've got Patrick Mahomes. We can save him till later. Good yeah. call. <laughs> well, I know that really upset you, but I'm just well, saying. No, that, it's, it's it's illogical. <laughs> well, I know, but whatever. They, it's crazy they didn't take the ball, and they only had the ball for 20 minutes the whole game. So yeah. he'll look back on that and kick himself. But that's Andy Reid. That's his yeah. M.O. Again, really my, my issue is sports now, sports are of possessions. Possessions mean a lot. Yep. Uh, uh, and that's why on my chart, I always have on my chart the stat possessions per game. Possessions do not even out. They usually are pretty close, but you can't you can't hand away possessions. Especially, unless, you, unless you have... The Ravens defense can't do that. And I was like, you don't have the Ravens defense. There are 30 other teams that are better than you defensively. First score of the game will either be a touchdown or field goal slash safety. Touchdown. 
Uh, Field goal, um, move on next. Come on, get into the good ones. These are these are the normal ones. Everybody <laughs> does these. What are we talking yeah, let's get about to, the national let's anthem let's over under? Let's get to the stuff we talk about in Ward 2. <laughs> national mean, anthem I, I, over I under a minute 47. I don't, mean, I don't mean Danville Ward 2. I mean Ward 2 over at the home. <laughs> <laughs> it's four. It's the fourth ward. <laughs> That's uh, interesting. You know exactly where it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is it? A minute forty-seven. That's what I thought. Oh, right. for goodness sakes! Why did I do this? I have I have researched oh, this. No, I have researched God. this. In ninety-one, you can find it on YouTube. She ran up crisp one forty when she did the Super Bowl. Whitney. No, Gladys Knight. Oh. In 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 ninety-one, a crisp one forty. So not her first rodeo. Okay. So so if you look at that and you go one forty-seven. And understand oh. that the longest one was done by Kelly Clarkson at 150. I'm taking the under. De- you know, just so you know, de-icing a jet takes a shorter period of time than that explanation. <laughs> okay. Uh, team with their okay. first team with their first oh, touchdown. Oh, Hold oh, on. Oh. I want to hear Steve's pick on this oh, one. Okay. I thought you oh, who cares? Over. <laughs> I mean, really, I won't be watching it. Go over. I missed the question. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> national anthem. Well, I, how long is the national anthem going to be? Yeah, yeah, the over-under right now is at 1 minute 47 seconds. Who's singing it? Gladys Knight. No pips. Gladys no pips. Knight is singing it? Yeah, no Holy. pips. No pips? Oh, she's kind of old. I say over. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised if she said about you. Forgot the words, you know. Actually, let me do it again. Actually, <laughs> I would. Kevin, that's <laughs> a prop bet. You can actually bet. Will she forget a word to the national anthem? Okay. Uh, what's the, what's, tape, what's, what's the next one? You're not allowed next to one. do anything live. Oh, yeah, you lip sync it. it. That's lip sync. Yeah, that's why everybody's not live. That's not live. It's lip sync. That's why everybody's leaning on the no. Yeah, well, I would hope so, <laughs> because if she fouls it up, they redo it. <laughs> no, Next. it's because Next. of the commercials. And if you go like a minute over, they lose yeah. like millions yeah. of dollars. So everything has to be lip synced. Next. Uh, Next. Total touchdowns in the game. Over, under, it's six and a half. I had a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> you're barely taking the over then? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, over. Yeah, I think the over on that one, too. Yeah. I take the over. Total sacks in the game, over under at four. Under. Yeah. Well, I say over. No, I think it's an under there. Longest uh, t- I think the Patriots are going to get to golf. Hmm. Longest touchdowns. Everyone's locked in on the Rams' defensive line, and they very well could. But the, I mean, how many times did the Patriots sack Mahomes last week? People forget about that. They, you know, the Patriots' defense played a good game. They sacked Mahomes oh. four times. And the, and the Chiefs still got thirty-one. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, and they lost the, the game because the, the Chiefs played really. Got got pushed around, pushed around, pushed around. That kid still got him thirty-one points. He is good. Ugh. I know, but the Patriots won the game and they sacked him four times. Regardless of how is, good is he played, a, is there, is I there think a it's amazing they scored the points they scored. He was one on the field. Is is, 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 it, is there a prop bet? 
Is there a prop bet on Tom Brady being hit in the shoulder pad and getting 15 yards tacked on? No, I don't think so. I don't. No, 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 I'm not a not. Patriot fan, but no, that didn't change touched. the game. It's getting touched on the shoulder what pad. What changed the game was Kansas City's defense was totally gassed because they were on the field for 40 minutes of the game. That Starting was the with game, the not a penalty here or there. That's just, you know, whatever. Okay, here are some Tom Brady prop bets. Over, under on completions, uh, setting right now 27. Completed yeah. passes. Over. Under. I'm going to say over because I think, to be honest with you, I think the Rams are going to be pretty good against the Patriots' running game, which means he'll have to throw more. Tom Brady pass attempts. Attempts. Over, under at 41. That's an over. Over. Yeah, that'll be over the same story because I think as well as the Patriots have run it, I think they're going to have to throw a little bit more. Tom Brady passing yards over under at 310 and a half. Over. Yeah, I'd have to say over. I mean, for goodness, he's going to get 290 against Marcus yeah. Peters. <laughs> Here's one for you, Sean. You ready for this one? Who scores the first touchdown? Well, like, like Steve said, all it all hinges on the coin flip. So yeah. I, he would take Rams. So I no, I had the Rams. I had the Rams right. getting a field goal to start. Yeah, he had a right. field goal. Oh, okay. So I had the, whoever wins the coin toss, I think will score a touchdown. No, 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 no. You literally have to pick the player that scores. Oh, uh, if, 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 if I would, if I, if I were to pick the player, it'd be James White. I was going to go so. Gurley. Yeah. Well, he has well, to Gurley play. play. Yeah, good yeah no one's really talked about much <laughs> why he didn't point. play last week. I was assuming Maybe. he would. No, it he's going to play some, it not is the a Super lot. Bowl. <laughs> he, he only played six plays the whole freaking game. Yeah, but they yeah. went with a hot hand. They went with C.J. Anderson. Yeah. No. Yeah, and Gurley was on a bike, on a bike, on a bike, on a bike. Something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was he was on the bike to yeah. nowhere. Uh, there, there's question marks with the Rams. They're a great team. Do you see the picture of Donald? Have you seen that guy? The picture in the New York Times. Anybody? Oh, no, we, you know, we usually there? get the like. We usually get the the Danville Express. He is an absolute <laughs> Adonis. This guy weighs three hundred pounds. There's, he's got eight pack abs, not six pack abs. <laughs> He is freaking ripped. No he offense. Says, this I was... is what's chasing Tom Brady. Okay. I'm like, oh my <laughs> god, that guy's huge. It, it, it may it may be a much uh, maybe a smaller version, but I was around Saquon Barkley for three years. <laughs> so I mean, holy mackerel. <laughs> well, we're talking about a guy who weighs 300 pounds, Steve. He, yeah. He's a massive human being. And yeah. I always say, like to my wife, do you remember Rosie Greer? Everybody knew Rosie Greer. Why? Because he was a 300-pound football player. But he was big, you know? Yeah. These guys are 300 pounds, and there's not an ounce of fat on them. I, I yeah, can't imagine kind that of, guy hitting me. I'd be to like, be honest with you, it's really <laughs> kind of disgusting. That's the last thing I ever did was get hit by him. <laughs> it's actually kind of there. disgusting. Yeah, you know, I'm 300 pounds, and my body fat's two. I'm like, oh, I've got that in my pinky. <laughs> so we talked about Todd Gurley a little bit ago. Uh, rushing attempts for Gurley over under at 16 and a half. Under. I'd, I'd have to say under, too. Not maybe, I'm going to say over. I think 12. They could. Uh, if I'm the Rams, I do not lose that game and say Gurley did not carry the ball. I just kind of. Gurley's feel... the reason you're you're there. Now you can play around with all kinds of things like this, but you got to let that guy play. He's great. 
If well, he doesn't he carry is, the ball only 10 times hurt. and they lose the game, you've got a lot of questions to answer. See, I think he, I think he's hurt. Okay, he's not injured, but he's hurt. There's a difference, and I think that's I one know. of the reasons why I'm going under because I think he's hurt. Yeah, Todd Gurley I, rushing I just, yards. I don't get it. I, I lose with my best player. Todd I Gurley think. rushing yards over under seventy five and a half. Under. I say under seventy five and a half. Yeah, yeah, under. But I think it's going to be close. Receptions for Todd Gurley over under three and a half. That I take Whoa. the over. He's going to have to play. I mean, if he plays, I'd say over. But because I think they're going to have to. I think the key in the games, the Patriots' defense is being overlooked. They are very good. The secondary for the Patriots, the the back seven for the Patriots, the back seven is exponentially better than the Rams' back seven. Well, they got one rookie back there. I think Jackson can be suspect. But outside of that, man, that they, they, they've got Chum, they've got veterans. Back Gil, there, Gilmore right? is Gilmore's the the best. He yeah. might be the best defensive player on the field, except for Aaron Donald. Gilmore is awesome. The McCourty twins are really good. Hightower's really good. Chung's fine. You know, you look at the Rams. Okay, that's Marcus Peters. Okay, nickname Toast, constantly burned. You know what? That that's interesting because you're talking about the secondary. That came up in a prop bet that I was looking at earlier too. The jersey number of the first player to score a touchdown. Over or under twenty six and a half. <laughs> now now over. Now, well, but think about this. Think about it. You got quarterbacks, you got Gurley, there's Anderson, all those guys are in that range. Plus you talked Steve talked about the secondary of the Patriots. Their number their low numbers as well. well so Chris Hogan under, wears fifteen the, for the Patriots. Right, exactly. Yeah. So the under may be the best pick on that one. Yeah, under. Yeah. Well no, right. all, all, all the running backs except for Michelle are all over twenty six. Well, it's twenty six and a half. Okay, so, but yeah. I'm, that's that's fine. I yeah. mean, I mean, uh, Sony Michelle's twenty six. Right. White's twenty eight. Burkhead's thirty four. Gurley's thirty. Anderson's thirty five. Right. But you know, have... the, the the receivers are the ones that are under. Cooks yeah. is twelve. Cooks Edelman. It, yeah. Edelman's eleven. Fifteen's Hogan. It's really really bad. I know the numbers of the two player two teams. <laughs> 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 You're prepping like Bob Sochi. That's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> it's what I do for a living. That's right. And remember, a running back has not scored in the first quarter of a Super Bowl since 1999. Terrific. Which quarter will have the most points? Fourth. Fourth right now at 2-1. to one. Fourth. Fourth quarter. That's 2-1. to one. Third. Third quarter is 7-2 to two odds. Ooh, I like those. According to William Hill, second quarter odds are nine to five. Really? Yeah. Usually, wow. usually the remember teams are driving in the la- and you know in the two minute drill. A lot of times they get points, so they it, you know there's some logic there. Team that'll commit the first turnover. The Rams. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think I'd have to take the Rams on that one too. I think the Rams. This whole game, to me, wedges on whether um, the two tackles for the Rams defense can can crash the pocket on Brady. 
Yeah, Rams currently. Crash the pocket on Brady. Brady does not do well if you crash the where, pocket right in front of him. This and, is where Indomigan Sue comes into play because yeah, Indomigan Sue, and, and if they by playing next that, to Errol Donald, has been good. Big. And if they can do that, then I see Brady turning the ball over. See, Brady I would had throw turnovers the ball again. Too, if those guys are chasing me, I mean, here, see, take, Br- is this what you want? Take the ball. <laughs> I remember Brady had turnovers against Kansas City, and he got away with one at the end because D. Ford lined up offside. Yeah, well, Gronkowski missed the ball. I mean, threw it right to him. So yeah, well, believe me, <laughs> there are a lot of penalty. There are a lot of turnovers like that. And. Yeah. Uh, all the time. Hey, there are some popular halftime prop bets, too. Have you heard about oh, these, Steve? Oh, no. God, geez. Uh, go back to 12 minutes. Send out the Grambling Marching Band. Let them do their deal. Start the game. How, how many songs will Maroon 5 play in their halftime show? Well, it's going to be one mashup of songs. Well, There's not going to be any pauses. It still counts if it's a different song. I'll say seven. Uh, seven and a half is the over-under right okay. now. Okay. I didn't see oh. it. God, I was hoping for zero. <laughs> How about what's the over-under on who knows who Maroon 5 is? Well, I okay. did the over on that one. I guess we're back to zero. <laughs> I saw them I in concert. No about. idea who they are. I, I know s- a lot about music. Great pop band. There, I saw them in Hershey Park Stadium about 10 years ago. Great show. They were there with Count of yeah. Crows. Great concert. Uh, one, other, one, one other fast prop bet before we make our picks. A first accepted penalty in the game will be... Uh, roughing the passer on the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> First player carried off the field, Tom Brady. That's a walk-off right there. Well done. Right now sitting at 14-5 to five odds is a false start, but I like Steve's better. <laughs> Here, here's one for you. Who's going to make the first review? Who's going to make the first challenge? I'll say uh, I'll say Patriots. I was going Rams on that one, and I it's think a that's, a, that's a fifty-fifty. Shot, yeah. yeah, it's a fifty-fifty. Uh, can I go with Roger Goodell? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Sean Sean Payton. <laughs> All right, so we got about a minute to go. Let's pick the game. I'm thinking that Tom Brady is not going to set the world on fire with stats. I think you, know, you brought up Steve a little bit ago about James White. Uh, you know, there could be some wheel routes mixed in. Uh, I'm just because of that, and I got burned by the Patriots the last two weeks. I'm taking the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. I, I can't I'm take pick, the uh, Patriots. I don't want to see them get six. So I'm, I'm picking. I, I, I'm picking the Patriots. I got the Patriots. Yeah. It's going against the Patriots. Choose at your own risk. And I got burned the last two weeks. All I'll say is this. The Patriots have been in eight previous Super Bowls. You know what all eight of them have in common? I'm talking about under Tom Brady. I'm Brady and Belichick. You know what all of them have in common? Every one of them has been a close game. Yep. They haven't blown anybody out. And they haven't been blown out either. Well, for the most part, this was fun. Yeah, we liked it. Take Adam Levine not wearing a hat. That's the favorite on the yes, there, no halftime prop bet. No hat. I can't believe I participated in something like this. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.